Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Montana State ushered in the return of football for the Treasure State's Big Sky Conference teams, taking Wyoming down to the wire on Saturday afternoon. Then Montana made its rivals narrow 1916 loss to the Cowboys in Laramie, a near afterthought, posting one of the biggest upsets in college football history in Seattle on Saturday night. Hello, I'm Coulter Nuanez. MSU battled throughout and led for most of the action against the Cowboys of the Mountain West, but Trayton Welch's 21-yard touchdown catch lifted Wyoming to a three-point win in the first game of Bobcat head coach Brett Deegan's career, but the Grizzlies stole the show later in the evening, marching into Husky Stadium and physically whipping the number 20 Washington Huskies to emerge with a landmark 13-7 win. The Grizzlies brought pressure early and often, relentlessly holding Washington's vaunted rushing attack to just 65 yards and 2.5 yards per carry. UM running back Xavier Harris, a true freshman making his college debut, rushed for 70 yards on 15 carries to help Montana stay ahead, and senior quarterback Cam Humphrey's fourth quarter touchdown run proved to be the final margin as UM became the fifth FCS team, knock off a ranked FBS opponent and more than 300 150 contests of the sort. Montana junior linebacker Marcus Wellnell rolled up 12 tackles and snared two interceptions, earning Big Sky Conference Defensive Player of the Week honors to pace the Grizzly defense. And junior Patrick O'Connell added two sacks and three more tackles for loss as Montana overwhelmed the Huskies from start to finish. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Happy Tuesday. What an outstanding day. What an outstanding time to be alive. It's Nuanas now. Welcome back in. Thanks so much for kicking it with us here on ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana TV. I'm Coulter Nuanas, broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio with my good friend and the voice of the Grizz, Riley Corcoran. Northwest Motorsport is new to Missoula, located at the corner of Stevens and Mount. Go check them out. They uh, have the largest inventory of trucks Anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, you can also visit online, nwmsrocks.com. Great first hour. We flipped the show on its head because it was a long weekend. This is always weird. The two weirdest weekends of college football season are the first weekend of the year because it's always on Labor Day, and then the last weekend of the FCS regular season, I guess the uh, sometimes first week of the playoffs when it's Thanksgiving because the world 
continues to go about their routines, even though they're fully engaged in college football. But no rest for the weary when it comes to the uh, the players, coaches, or us in the media. So we didn't have a show yesterday, but it was definitely a full uh, workday getting this whole show ready for you. But we will continue to have the Montana Football Hour, the first hour of Monday's show from here on out. We just didn't have a show yesterday. So this is basically our Monday show, but we're flipping it on its head because we led today's show with Sam Her- uh, Sam Herder excuse me, from Hero Sports talking uh, all things Big Sky Conference and FCS football. We also heard from Jessica from Alpine Physical Therapy, Alpine PT, hosting a free concussion baseline testing clinic down at Playfair Park next Thursday from 3 to 6 p.m. We also gave our input on the Big Sky Conference's big weekend with three FBS wins headlined by that awesome win by Montana uh, over the uh, Washington Huskies. If you want to find anything in the show, you can find it on the podcast. Podcast is proudly presented by the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, Blackfoot Communications, and Sportsbet Montana. Time now for the Montana Football Hour, presented proudly by Stockman Bank of Montana. Stockman Bank invites you to experience the Stockman difference. As a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana, Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. What that means to you is that your money stays in the local economy supporting your friends and neighbors. Riley, a lot to get to here today, but just set the scene for us in Seattle because a Husky Stadium, recently renovated Husky Stadium, is one of the gems of all of college football. That, what do they call it? The most picturesque? Uh, the greatest setting in college uh, football. And it's, 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 you know, I'm pretty partial to uh, the base of Mount Sentinel uh, here in the Garden City, and I'm uh, pretty... Pretty enjoy myself when I'm looking out over the Bridgers at uh, Bobcat Stadium as well. But uh, I've spent a lot of time at Husky Stadium. It is a phenomenal setting. It's one of a kind right there on Mont Lake. People, what do they call it? Like boat gating or something like Sail-gating. that? Sailgating. Sailgating, right. Sail-gating. So everybody here blows up their RVs and they got the barbecues out there. They're drinking their cocktails in the middle of Lake Washington. So uh, it is an awesome deal. But just set the scene for us as uh, kind of leading up to uh, this season debut for Montana. Well, there was a lot of buzz around this team, right? And I think that just taking it and doing all the prep for Washington coming in, there were high, high expectations for this UW team because of what they did the previous season, they went 3-1, and one, and then they had a COVID outbreak. Opponents had a COVID outbreak. They were sitting atop the Pac-12 North. They don't play the Apple Cup against Washington State. They have another game canceled. And then the biggest blow, the Pac-12 championship game, because of their own COVID issues on the offensive line, they were disqualified from that, essentially. And they felt... They had a conference title stripped from them. So their whole offseason, their whole fall camp was about unfinished business coming in. With all that being said, there was a lot of buzz around this Washington team. And I went around through some of the tailgates before I walked into Husky Stadium and just, oh, glad you guys are here. Thanks for making the trip. Didn't really take Montana very seriously at all. And a huge factor in all of this is that Washington has the big primetime game coming up this Saturday against Michigan. It's the classic trap game. They were looking ahead, but they had big expectations for, for themselves. And when we got up there to the press box to, to take in the scene, you said it well, but there, there's probably 50 yachts and boats to our right on Lake Washington that are just sitting right outside Husky Stadium. That What they do, which is really cool for their radio guy and Tony Castricone, but they sit there, they take in the crowd noise during the game if they're sitting on a, a sailboat, essentially, or a yacht, and then they listen to the game on the radio. And that's the way they follow Washington football. Um, it was the first game back, Husky Stadium. Uh, obviously, they didn't have fans in 2020. They had just celebrated their 100th year of Husky Stadium, believe it or not. Uh, re- recently renovated 70,000 fans. I would conservatively say I was a little bit disappointed with the fan turnout. And I think a lot of and there's a lot of factors, right, whether it's a Labor Day or anything. Can but, I make a point about yeah. this? Yes. I have been to a lot of college football stadiums now, whether it be Oregon or Utah, Utah State, Colorado, Washington, Wyoming. I have been across the board disappointed. Literally nothing even comes close to holding a candle to Washington Grizzly Stadium. I know that I'm a hometown guy. I know I'm from Missoula. I know I've covered the Cats and the Grizz for 15 years. 
but it's not even close, man. And I know part of it is because I'm usually watching FCS teams play. You know, I think Oregon, Washington would probably be a different atmosphere. But I've also been to seven games at Husky Stadium when they were playing Andrew Luck, Stanford team, Oregon, Washington State. It doesn't compare, man. It doesn't. And, and it was funny because uh, our buddy Sean Rainey got uh, a little bit of the wrath of Coach Houck at, at last Monday's press conference because Sean kept asking, oh, the, the, big, the big setting, are you excited to go play at Husky Stadium? How does it compare to Autzen? And it was funny because Coach Houck and, and the players dismissed it right away. Of like, well, we have a better setting here. And it's louder. For sure, the decibel level, that that cannot be argued. It is louder That's right. at Washington Grizzly Stadium for those games than it was. I'd say fifty to 55,000 were there out of the 70,000. I don't know what they announced for that game. But um, it was just so cool, Coulter, to hear. And I'm sure same thing for you down in Laramie, to hear the sounds of college sure. football again, whether it's the band, where, whether it's the trademark, whatever it is. I mean, in Montana, they have their own. But at Washington, they, they play this siren that comes out when UW's there, and it gives you chills. And they got a bow wow wow song when the dogs come out and the actual husky i mean just all of those things that surround college football it just i made sure to take a moment and take all of that in before kickoff um super special but as far as the belief with this grizzly team it kept building throughout coach how told us saturday morning i still i will never forget the conversation obviously now and i sat down with him before we hit record and i said coach what do you really think here what what how you feeling about your chances and he goes, I'm 100% serious. I think we can win this game. And, and that belief echoed all the way through. Halftime interview on the Grizzly Radio Network. He said the same thing, which um, I'm sure you can hear it now. But I'm telling you, the belief was there all the way throughout. It was a great setting. Uh, and it's just nice to have football back from the auxiliary point of view, which I'm sure you experienced in Laramie too. Right. Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, Joe and me, Coulter Nuanas, here in studio on Nuanas Now. Let's hear a little bit from Coach Houck as uh, his team posted a 13-7 victory over the number 20 FBS squad in the nation, the Washington Huskies. Well, that's the fun part. And when you play, you either win or you lose. And there's really, in football, there's nothing else. And there's a lot that goes into playing a game. And there's a lot that goes into an individual earning a play in college football. So each play is important, and each game in college football is important. I mean, coaches put their families on hold. I mean, we give, everybody gives their all to the uh, to the game. And you're supposed to hug each other up and enjoy the win, and we're going to enjoy the heck out of this one. Well, like Washington, Montana football is a powerful presence in our region. and. Like Washington, people in Montana care about the Montana Grizzlies. They eat, sleep, drink, pray Montana football. So uh, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's one of the reasons why it's the greatest place in the world to play and coach. And it's the thing that those who are critical of the return of Coach Houck, uh, I think that they are short-sighted in what he brings and I think that the criticism is, by and large, uh, completely unfounded after this last win. And I, I really don't think that those rumblings are around that much anyways now that he's been back for four years because uh, the program is is back on track in every possible way, academically, in the community, as well as now on the football field. But to me, there's been this decade-long conversation about what's the difference between the Grizzlies from 1993 to 2009, and then from 2010 until Bobby Houck took back over in 2018. What is the biggest difference? Is it the uh, the fact that the Big Sky Conference has gotten better? Is it the fact that Montana's talent has gotten worse? Is it uh, the fact that Montana, the state of Montana, is producing different types of athletes? It used to be that you get all your offensive linemen and defensive linemen in Montana. Now, a lot of the best recruits in Montana are the Troy Andersons and Gabe Solsters of the world. Fast guys. No, who would have thought we'd be getting speed out of Montana, but you are now, uh, and not getting nearly as many as of the big hog mollies up front. But all of that's to say, and this is the argument I have made steadfastly for quite some time, the number one thing that's different, that was different, is the expectation of excellence. The Grizzlies lost that. It, it, it became about what it has been about for the rest of the league forever. 
hoping and praying that you're going to win the Big Sky Conference Championship. It was a foregone conclusion that Montana was going to win the Big Sky Conference Championship. There was no consideration that Montana was going to lose a football game until the calendar was read December. The goals were national championship or bust. When you were losing any time before the Final Four, it was a massively disappointing season. The narrative somehow got flipped where, oh, we're, we're okay to just make the playoffs. We're okay to compete, but not, not even win Big Sky Conference Championships. Coach Halk has put that to rest. And that's why when you say you believed him that he thought they were going to win this game, I fully believe you because being around him and being around this team the last couple of months, and I guess the last couple of years since they actually played real games of consequence, that sense of belief is almost completely across the board. And you can it's not even that you can hear it or listen to it or understand it. You can honestly feel it. You nailed it. For everyone that's listening on the podcast to this again, go back and just rewind for a minute or two because culture that is so correct on a lot of different levels. And I would just add to that that the Grizzlies lost their edge. They had an edge over the rest no of this question. league. And that's why when Coach Houck got that question, when he got back to Montana and said, well, what do you think's different? Is the league better? And he had that, he had that quote that blew up. He did. And he had the quote that blew up and said, the league's not better. Montana's just not is, – Montana. I can't remember the exact he, quote. He said, he said the only thing that's different about the Big State right. Conference is that Montana's not at the top of the league year in and year out. Exactly. And that edge, and, and you know what? Give credit to all the other schools in the league. They were able to prey on, on smelling the weakness right and taking advantage of it. And whether that's the likes of Montana State, Weber State, Eastern Washington, everyone's kind of had their turn, or at least some of the main teams have had their turn the last decade. Montana lost their edge to where every single week was a big game. And not only was every week a big game, Every week, Montana was expected to win and win in dominating fashion, where if they won a game 20 to 17, it was not about, okay, Montana won. It was, okay, what did they do? They could have done this a lot better. That The expectation of excellence went away from Montana. And Coach Houck, ever since he came back, has been steadfast on getting that edge back for Montana football. And the edge is back. There is no question about it. And, and we're going to go back through history, culture, and chronicle the last year and a half of, of benefits and, and weight room, all of those different things. But Montana was able to believe. They had the belief within the locker room, and they were able to just unify that for a year and a half. And we saw it play out on the field, on the biggest stage, against the best competition that a, the team from the Big Sky Conference is going to face. And it all came together, um, and that was kind of the big moment. And Montana has their edge back. I think right now, if you put some truth serum into the other teams in the Big Sky Conference, what are they thinking right now? Oh, baby. Watch out. Watch out. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. SWX Montana Television. It's the Montana Football Hour, presented proudly by Stockman Bank of Montana. As Montana's brand of banking, Stockman Bank is a proud sponsor of the University of Montana and Montana State. Thanks to all the Grizz and Bobcat athletes for your hard work and dedication throughout this last tumultuous times, and so happy to have football back on the horizon. Stockman Bank, Montana, Montana's brand of banking, member FDIC. I've been coaching a long time. I think this is the biggest win in my coaching career. You are around Coach Houck a lot. I'm around Coach Houck not quite as much as you, but I've been around him for uh, most of my adult life, honestly. Not, you know, intimately by any means, uh, but I've been observing him. And I actually was having some thoughts about this the other night. Uh, a, a great majority of my friends in college played for Bobby. My brother played for Coach Houck. My first uh, several years as a sports writer was working at the Montana Cayman and then the Missoulian covering Coach Houck's teams. And I was thinking about how not just Coach Houck, but several of the coaches that I've been around in my life, when you see them on a consistent basis and you actually hear what they actually are trying to tell you and teach you, teach people in their lives, it, if you take it for what it's worth, it can have a profound positive influence on your life. And I was thinking about how much my life drifted and how lost I felt without hearing from some of these great coaches. And I think that uh, I, un I understand Coach Houck so much better as someone in their 30s than I did when I was in my early 20s. I understand the way he operates. And the, the number one thing that Bobby Houck has proved to me since his return to Montana is I was so wondering if his hard, uh, you know, take no prisoners, 
exceptionally high expectations for every individual within his organization. On and off the field. On and off the field. I was wondering so much if that would be uh, accepted and would be uh, that that new age kids would respond to it. It makes me so happy to say that it is across the board, no doubt, undeniable. If you put great expectations on young people, especially young men, and you never waver from them, and you are consistent in the role that you play in their lives as a mentor and a leader, that kids will respond better than ever these days. And I I think it's because there's so much lacking of structure. There's so many different theories on college football coaching, and so many programs have gravitated towards being these player programs. I think that that's all fine and good when it comes to recruiting and stuff like that, but I don't think it's the way to win at the highest level. And I also just don't think it's the way to benefit the individual in terms of what they're getting from it from a non-sports perspective. So I really appreciate the way it's come full circle. But that's all to say, Bobby Houck does not really speak in hyperbole. So for him to say what he just said, that that's the biggest win of my career, uh, that comes with quite a bit of gravitas. Yes, it does. And that was win number 99 for the folks out there that have not. I was hoping it was going to be 100. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that have been symmetric? That would have been perfect symmetry. It really would have been. And now, I mean, with number 100 on the horizon, absolutely. He, he said that instantly. He said that that was about 20 minutes after the game to the press. I asked him that question immediately after the game on our postgame radio. And he didn't hesitate. I mean, best win of his career. I will ask him this week what was number two and number three before that because I think every Grizz fan would be curious about that. He doesn't even count his time at UNLV so I don't right. think that that would be in there. I, I think he would probably say number two would be 2009 semifinals yep. in the snow, overtime, App State. I think so too. And this passed that and it was an instant classic. I, I want to touch up on one more point to what you just said. And if you look closely at, I, I know what the locker room feel is of Coach Houck fortunate enough to be around it, but you look at a highlight video that was put out and you look at Eli Alford. Eli Alford, when they came and they were celebrating, said, this is the number one coach in the country right here. You have Omar Hicks Onu, who's a sixth-year senior that came over from Oregon State that has played at a high level and transferred, took a chance on Coach Houck, anything in between. He put out a tweet, and I encourage all Grizz fans to go take a look at it. said, if you have any kind of dog in you, Coach Houck is going to bring that out. And if you had any, any doubt of that Coach Houck doesn't have the respect of his players and the love for his players, and then... That's the biggest difference from his first tenure. Yes. Bobby was always respected and feared, and he was the common enemy for everybody on the team. They all collectively wanted to prove Coach Houck wrong. Now that they're all older, and I'm, I'm talking about guys that were my exact same grade, we talk about this all the time, none of them loved Coach Houck when they were in college. Now they all love Bobby because they know what he did for them in terms of instilling discipline. But that's the most fascinating part about this is these guys not only respect him and fear him, but they love him. And the final point, look at the locker room celebration. Look at when What a cool video that was, Oh, my gosh. Four-point stance, one up on top of his players, water dump, and just... The love, guys. I'm telling you, it's a love fest today on this Monday or on this Tuesday. But my goodness, it, it is everything came together, and, and you just chronicled this perfectly for what um, Bobby Houck full circle has been. And, and there is love in that locker room with players, and they play so hard for this coaching staff and coach out. Bobby, this is kind of a big picture thing, but these types of games, FCS teams being FBS teams, are becoming more and more common. Well, now let's let's. Common might be the wrong. Yeah. Well, I would say let's differentiate a bit here. Okay. Okay. This this isn't. I'm going to disparage another program if I say it, but this isn't Bemidji State. This is the Washington Huskies. Okay. Uncommon. This is App State over Michigan. Make no make no mistake on that. Bobby Houck, bringing the heat. He was rolling. He was rolling for sure. Uh, he was just all the way pumped up on adrenaline, no doubt. Snuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining me. Coulter Nuanez in studio. It's the Montana Football Hour. Here, here's my objective opinion on that exact quote. 
I don't think that Montana over Washington is quite App State over Michigan because that was in the big house. That was not just the first regular season game of the year. It was a couple games into the year. Michigan was the number five team in the country. Armani Edwards was sort of this iconic player already as uh, after having led App State to a national championship, and he went to, on to lead them to two more after that. But I would say it's the second best upset by an FCS team over an FBS squad. And the, the one way that that could prove me r- wrong is this. Of the five, I guess of the previous four, FCS upsets over FBS ranked teams. There's been 348 total matchups. Is that right? Or 353? 353. There's 348 losses. That's right. So 353 total matchups. And of those ranked FBS opponents, only one, that Michigan Wolverines team, finished in the top 25. In other words, several of those teams fizzled. Now, you could say that's because they were overrated at the beginning of the year, or you could say the FCS loss sort of to set their season into a tailspin. But either way, if Washington goes on to win nine or ten games, uh, then it's, it is still in the same air as Michigan versus uh, App State. But it is a comparable comparison because uh, – and also one other note. Bobby Houck was trying to not disparage the other FBS programs that lost this weekend – and he just threw Bemidji State out there as a, oh, a random my thing. Goodness. But the fact this is blowing up Twitter and, and Bemidji State wants some smoke with the Grizz, I don't know, man. I think it's funny. Come I think, on over. Come on over. Come man. on over. It's I, I I think it's I think it's funny. But obviously, honestly, Coach Houck, he was just trying to keep it PC kind of. While there was, was no ill yeah. will there, and you could even tell he paused for a second, going, "Man, any school I say it's going to come out. It's not going to sound good, but it was just to compare the fact that." Hey, th- this isn't Eastern over UNLV. That that really is exactly. probably the first example that came to his mind, right? With his time at UNLV, Eastern being close by. That's probably the first thing that came to his head. He found someone, which I give him respect for, that was not in Division One. He at least put out a Division Two school. Just so happened to be Bemidji State. And I'm glad the Beavers are fired up this week over something. <laughs> <laughs> More on this uh, result as well as Montana State's result in Laramie. It's the Montana Football Hour. Here on Nuanas Now, presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. Stockman Bank has 36 locations around the great state of Montana. They're in Montana and only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. Let Stockman Bank show you Montana's brand of banking today. Brent Vegan, Bobby Houck, Bobcats, Grizzlies, everything in between. More on the Montana Football Hour right after this. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home Missoula Sports Center. Montana State ushered in the return of football for the Treasure State's Big Sky Conference teams, taking Wyoming down to the wire on Saturday afternoon. Then Montana made its rivals narrow 1916 loss to the Cowboys in Laramie a near afterthought, posting one of the biggest upsets in college football history in Seattle on Saturday night. Hello, I'm Coulter Nuanez. MSU battled throughout and led for most of the action against the Cowboys of the Mountain West, but Trayton Welch's 21-yard touchdown catch lifted Wyoming to a three-point win in the first game of Bobcat head coach Brett Deegan's career, but the Grizzlies stole the show later in the evening, marching into Husky Stadium and physically whipping the number 20 Washington Huskies to emerge with a landmark 13-7 win. The Grizzlies brought pressure early and often, relentlessly holding Washington's vaunted rushing attack to just 65 yards and 2.5 yards per carry. UM running back Xavier Harris, a true freshman making his college debut, rushed for 70 yards on 15 carries to help Montana stay ahead, and senior quarterback Cam Humphrey's fourth-quarter touchdown run proved to be the final margin as UM became the fifth FCS team, knock off a ranked FBS opponent in more than 350 contests of the sort. Montana junior linebacker Marcus Wellnell rolled up 12 tackles and snared two interceptions, earning Big Sky Conference Defensive Player of the Week honors to pace the Grizzly defense. And junior Patrick O'Connell added two sacks and three more tackles for loss as Montana overwhelmed the Huskies from start to finish. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
If you're watching us on TV and you see us smiling, it's because we're just so damn happy that this is actually happening. I was just like, I was a shell of myself. I didn't realize it until I was actually sitting in a football stadium, man. All my buddies, I was having like this midlife crisis. Tutel left me. I'm sitting here thinking, oh, maybe I'll move to New Mexico and go to law school. Or maybe I'll start brewing some beer down in Davis, California. I was like freaking out. And, uh, I, I tried to convince myself that I thought college football and college sports was unsavory and that I didn't like it anymore and that I was tired of doing this. That's all to say that, thank God we made it through this entire uh, weird time and just God bless sitting in a football stadium on Saturday afternoon. It's the Montana Football Hour here on Nuanas now, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz. Joining me, Coulter Nuanas. Here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana Television. Montana Football Hour is proudly presented by Stockman Bank. I, uh, I said this on the show a couple weeks ago, but I just bought a house, which was quite an endeavor. But, uh, man, those gals down at Stockman Bank, they are on it. They are so good. Lynn Stenerson and Becky Peterson, thanks to those two for helping me get through the whole process. I, I went to them and said, here's where I'm at. Here's what I got. Here's the situation I'm in. What do I need to do? And they made me a checklist like they were a college football head coach. It was like, bam, 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 bam. So if you are looking to learn more about buying a house or getting some sort of big-time loan, whether it's for a mortgage or a home equity loan or any sort of auto loan, Stockman Bank, they're your go-to. They will answer all the questions you have and then some. And it's so nice because you call them and they answer. It's not an automatic press 2, press 0 until you talk to a human. You get real-life in-person service. So we appreciate Stockman Bank for being a proud part of the Montana football hour. Take a step away from the Grizz 13-7 win over um, Washington to talk about the Bobcats. I was um, incredibly impressed with Montana State's performance in a 1916 loss at Wyoming. It was one of those games where Montana State stole the momentum early. Jeffrey Manning had a pick on Wyoming's second offensive possession. He picked off Sean Chambers and returned it to the 13-yard line. And the very next play, Matt McKay hits Lance McCutcheon for a back shoulder touchdown. That in itself a revelation when you've covered Montana State for the last handful of years. I haven't seen a, a back shoulder throw to a receiver in the red zone since Rob Ash was the head coach for oh, Montana gosh. State, for real. Um, but then Montana State has a 7 nothing lead, and uh, they don't give up a touchdown until early in the fourth quarter. And they play phenomenally from start to finish defensively. But Trayton Welch's touchdown with 47 seconds left lifts Wyoming to a 19-16 victory over the Bobcats. Um, And it's so interesting because so much of what I was going to say on this show about the Bobcat game was sort of slotted number two uh, after the Grizzlies. But Montana, they dominated the fronts so thoroughly that it was all honestly jaw-dropping. But Montana State did as well. I know this is not the same level. We're talking a high-level Mountain West team versus at least in the preseason, one of the 20 best teams in the country at the FBS level and a Pac-12 team at a school like Washington with exceptional football tradition. But all that said, focusing solely on this game in Laramie, Montana State, my takeaways were, were my two top takeaways from this game were, one, there was a narrative around the state of Montana. Will the Bobcats play hard for the new coaching staff? I think Jeff Choate did a great job of spinning uh, – pretty much everything about his program, but he had everybody convinced that the Bobcats play hard because Jeff Choate's the head coach. Well, this team put that notion to rest. They played their absolute butts off against Wyoming. And then my number two take is that my premise that the Bobcats have among the top offensive and defensive fronts in the Big Sky Conference and in the FCS, absolutely accentuated by this performance. I thought they were outstanding in the trenches. Wyoming has a big, strong, senior-laden offensive line, and I thought Montana State controlled the line of scrimmage. They dominated the point of attack. Uh, Xavion Valade is one of the best running backs in the country, period. I mean, he is on uh, the watch list for the top running back in the country. He's a 1,200-yard back each of the last two years, averaged 110 yards per game over the last two years. And they held him to 77 yards, and they held Wyoming's rushing attack to 3.5 yards per carry. So I think uh, all things considered, high marks for the Bobcats, but... If I'm them, and, and they've expressed this, I talked to Brett Vegan and a handful of players yesterday in Bozeman on my way back to Missoula. They were the better team, and they let one slip away. So to me, this isn't a, hey, let's build off of our great performance. I actually think it's a, a similar like the Grizz got to do. They got to flush this result and move on to the next week 
because I think that they should be disappointed that they lost because I thought they absolutely outplayed Wyoming. Well, it, it seemed very similar kind of to the way for both Montana teams were up front. And how impressive is that culture that both teams up front held their own? And you could make the argument that both fronts were better for the underdog teams for Montana and Montana State. But uh, the Cats, we were watching that obviously in the press box and following the fourth quarter. And it just seemed like to me... And the biggest compliment you can give them is they didn't look overmatched the entire game. Isaiah Afonso, it's nice to see him healthy and back to kind of his normal self. I mean, what, his ninth 100-yard rushing game and, right. and going over 2,000 yards. I mean, he he's the real deal. I was a little bit surprised because we had been talking the entire time about their depth there and, and guys like Elijah Elliott, if he was going, never saw him at, at all. No uh, real carries for any of the Montana State's running backs besides Afonso. Part of that was because of the pace of the game. Okay. Montana State only threw, they only ran 58 plays. They also spent the first quarter and a half running like backside jet sweep actions to sort of test the edges. That was what opened it up for Afonso uh, in the middle. Um, but I talked to Brent Vegan about that. We'll play Brent Vegan and myself's one-on-one a little later on this week. But he said twofold. It's the play count, but also we do have to get more guys involved. I'm curious. I mean, this is the number one storyline. Everyone wants to know this, and I want your take. Matt McKay, what would you give him for a letter grade? Were you surprised by anything he did? Was it solid, not spectacular? Was it good? I mean, how would you best describe or assess his performance? Well, you know, I I, I chatted with Coach Vegan when I wasn't interviewing him, and so this was sort of off the record, but I don't think he'll actually mind me saying this. Uh, He was saying that he thought Matt, Matt McKay was okay, because he thinks that Matt McKay is really good. And so he thinks he could be better uh, than he was. Um, but part of that is also, though, Montana State threw a, a, a post route to a tight end for a first down. What? They threw a touchdown to a tight end. They threw a touchdown to a receiver. All of those things are completely foreign occurrences at Montana State the last couple of years. I mean... The Bobcats were so run heavy that they had scored a rushing touchdown in 20 straight games. I think they had scored multiple rushing touchdowns in like 16 straight games. They didn't score a rushing touchdown because they threw two touchdowns in a game for the first time in, in so long. So I think if you're judging it by what that they've had at quarterback, substantial upgrade. In terms of what Matt McKay can do, we don't have a very big sample size on him yet. Uh, but I do think he's talented, and I think his performance was okay, but they did miss some stuff. So um, it will be interesting to see him progress. Here's a couple minutes from Brent Vegan postgame after Montana State's 1916 loss at Wyoming in Laramie. We really fought hard today, and we were looking looking for an opportunity to win a football game. And it, you know, we said it was going to take max effort, and I think we, I think we accomplished that. Um, it was going to take a, you know, uncommon attention to detail. I don't know if we we were there. You know, I, I think. Any game like that where it's, where it's as close as it was and it's a matter of seconds and, and probably, you know, whatever, half a foot to get a first down and get a field goal opportunity, there's way more than, than that play. And, you know, we, we got to go back um, this week and we got to get better. You know, I'm I, proud of our guys, though, because it was, there was no thought of coming down here and um, playing them close. There was no satisfaction and playing them close. Um, it won't hurt, and it, it, it should, and I think we got the makings of a real good football team by how we competed today. How do you balance that? Because you guys did play really well. You pretty much controlled the game, but there were some mistakes that kind of cost you too. So proud of your guys probably for hanging tough, but I mean, how do you reconcile this? Because it's probably really frustrating to lose by just three. Yeah, you, you, I mean, it's the only way that I know how is, is we got to get back um, to work on Monday. You know, uh, we got an opportunity at Labor Day to, to go through this. No school that day to get back on the practice field. We got to have a bounce in our step um, and correct those things. You know, uh, whatever whatever it is, uh, the moment, not playing in a long time, none of that matters. You know, we got an opportunity to, to build off of um, a lot of good things today. Um, and we got a lot of good players on this team that uh, their expectation is to, to win football games, and we didn't get that done today. So we got to. We gotta do all we can to get that uh, get that W next. Where did your team's confidence come from today, playing against an FBS opponent on the road in front of a sold out stadium? That's a month, month after month after month process. I think that goes back to to February. Um, you know, believing in where we were at as a program, um, giving them the roadmap um, to take the necessary steps to improve this summer. Uh, 
so that we get out there in tough situations, you know, you look at the next guy and, and you believe we're going to get it done. Um, so I think I think off a performance like that, I, I think there's a lot of belief that can be built. Um, I think there's plenty of things that can be corrected. But, you know, I think we got a team that uh, their only expectation is to win football games. Um, and we got to learn, you know, all those things that go into to being able to do that. A key matchup with your guys' defensive line against Wyoming's offensive line. Those guys more than hung tough. What did you think of their performance? I mean, because they honestly dominated at points. Yeah, I thought we would have a chance to be disruptive. Um, you know, we got a, we got some really good players, and unfortunately Kyle went down. Um, we'll see what, see what his status is going to be. But um, I suspect that we would hold our own. You know, I got they got all those starters, but they can only play five at a time. I know that. And, um you know, yeah, I, I I didn't think there was an area where we would have this glaring mismatch, um, and I think our guys believe that. You know, when when and that wasn't uh, wishful thinking. I, I think it was evident on the field that that we belonged out there, and and um, it just isn't. It just didn't get quite enough uh, happen for us to to find a way at the end. So there you go, Brent Vegan here on Nuanas now, part of the Montana Football Hour, presented proudly by Stockman Bank. I've been coaching a long time. I think this is the biggest win of my coaching career. We're going to keep talking about it more on that statement and Montana's epic win over the Washington Huskies in Seattle. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. This is the day your show could go three or four hours. Oh, four man. Or five. Oh, man. You could go all day. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much to all of our awesome sponsors because that's one of the things that's got this show rolling all the way around, including Stockman Bank, who's the proud sponsor of the Montana Football Hour. Welcome back in. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana Television. Coming up in just a hot minute. Patrick O'Connell, Grizz linebacker, will join us. If Andrew just wants to give a call to our main man, Taves, down there, uh, we'll get Patrick here on the show in just a quick minute. But time now, here on Nuanas Now, for more of the Montana Football Hour, including some standouts and some individuals to recognize from Montana's outstanding 13-7 win over the Washington Huskies. First and foremost, Marcus Wellnell, the Big Sky Conference Defensive Player of the Week, 12 tackles. Interceptions, a coming out party for the Helena Capital product. Your thoughts on Marcus Wellnell's performance, Riley? Wow, right? I mean, we, we've been hearing just the improvement that the Helena Capital product had had through his time, and he's someone that has just learned behind guys like Dante Olson and playing around guys like Jace Lewis and Patrick O'Connell. They were such a cohesive unit um, throughout the course of that game, and that'll be scary all year. But really cool to see Marcus have some success, really, in his first true start. And I know these guys started those two spring games, but his first true start to have that kind of performance performance wow pretty impressive stuff time now to just take it off the beaten path just for a quick minute and uh, we're gonna welcome in a guy that i love watching play football a guy that i recognized when he first got to the university of montana i, I recognized him in practice right away and i remember asking for an interview because i knew he was going to be a guy that could make an impact and now here he is as a second year as a starter and he is truly making an impact this is our grizz star of the week presented by bob ward sports and outdoors and our Grizz Star of the Week is Patrick O'Connell. He's a junior linebacker out of Kalispell Glacier High School and a guy that was one of the leading uh, members of the Grizzly defense that stuffed the Washington Huskies on Saturday. Pat, I know you just got done with practice. Thanks so much for taking a minute for us here at ESPN Radio. How you doing, my man? I'm good. How are you doing today? Very, very good. we got Riley Corker, voice of the Grizz, here with me, Coulter Nuanas as well. And, Pat, let's just t- start with the broadest and biggest question of the day. You guys walked into Husky Stadium 
and you smacked the Washington Huskies. You dominated the game physically. You guys overwhelmed their offense with your pass rush and your run defense. And you guys walked out with a 13-7 victory, one of the biggest wins by Montana or an FCS school over a ranked FBS opponent. What's it been like for you the last couple of days as you sort of compartmentalize and absorb this win? Yeah, um, it's been a crazy experience, especially with uh, all the uh, people that are supporting us and myself, um, all the text messages, everything on social media and everything. It was a surreal moment. Um, everyone had a great time. The experience was a once-in-a-lifetime, and now we're on to the next game, so we got to get ready for that one. In Pat, 10 tackles, three TFLs, two sacks. I mean, I, I want to just go back to the speed of your guys' defense, and you guys were flying around. You were getting the edge, and you read that play fake so well on the sack of Dylan Morris. Just just maybe speak a little bit of how you were feeling on the field with your guys' speed. We, we heard all week about Washington's size on the offensive line and their talent. How much did that motivate you guys, and how much did you feel that your guys' speed was the true X factor? Yeah, we knew that uh, that the Huskies were going to come out and be fast and physical, and we were practicing for that all week. Um, but we know what we had as well. So our speed and our physicality, we feel like that uh, we could outmatch it. And uh, we we went out on the field and we did that. Uh, you see the first drive there, um, they kind of put it on us. We had some guys doing a little too much, including myself. Um we let the speed get to us a little bit that first drive, but then we buckled down, and uh, you saw the rest of the game, and the rest is history now. Grizz Star of the Week with Grizz linebacker Patrick O'Connell here on Nuanas now on ESPN Radio. And, Pat, talking to you guys, listening to everybody from around the team, the coaching staff, I think the people that were least surprised by this victory were those that are on the Montana Grizzlies. How have you guys got about cultivating that level of belief uh, within your team? You know, it comes from uh, the coaches. They instill that in us, um, telling us that everything we do has a purpose to it, and everyone truly buys into that um, and believes that what Coach Houck and his staff are are doing for us um, has a purpose. Everything to it has a purpose. So the guys on this team are great. Um, We have a a great culture, culture of dominance, and everyone's buying into that. Um, So it's you can't beat you can't beat that when everyone's bought into it. And, Pat, your story is phenomenal. You came, obviously, you were a star at Glacier, and then you went to Mary. And I want to talk about the, the time from Mary to Montana. What were your expectations coming in to the Grizzly football program? And to obviously be the star that you are now has taken a lot of hard work and determination. But just that process of going back from the D2 school, Mary, to, to giving it a shot here at Montana and then being a star, what has it been like to have it all come full circle for you? I mean, it's been an amazing experience for me. There's a lot that's gone into it, especially the decision-making process. Um, I gave up one of my favorite things to do, which was baseball. Um, And now, obviously, I'm here doing what I'm doing. So the biggest process was decision-making and, you know, just believing in myself and talking to my family. And they believed in me as well. And I knew what I could do, and I just needed some time to prove what I can do and now this is where we're at, so we got to keep it rolling. Patrick O'Connell joining us here on Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. It's our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors. Grizz opened their home slate on Saturday against Western Illinois. Bob Ward's got the official game T-shirts for you, so head on down to Bob Ward's. They also have a merchandise booth inside Washington Grizzly Stadium near the north end zone. they got sweatshirts, hoodies, jackets, T-shirts, pullovers, and more. All your Grizz gear, go find it at Bob Ward Sports and Outdoors here in Missoula. Pat, I want to ask you about your uh, your sack celebration. I'm a big Vikings fan. I love me some Jared Allen. This looks kind of like Jared Allen to me. Yeah, I just kind of did it one game. I mean, I was watching some highlights before a game, and obviously I saw Jared Allen. My, my family, some of my family members are Vikings uh, fans, and I've seen him do it before, and I honestly don't know why I started doing it, but I did, so... I think I'm going to switch it up a little bit every once in a while, though. Hey, hey, if you if you get enough sacks where you could have multiple sack celebrations, let it roll, my man. That's that's a good thing. But I, I got to tell you, it makes me real happy to see Patrick O'Connell 
uh, do a little calf roping in the middle of a, a football game. Uh, let's talk about moving forward now because you guys do have your home opener here against Western Illinois. And uh, as we know in college football, win or lose, it's on to the next one no matter what. So how do you hope you guys, uh, you with the Grizzlies, refocus as you guys have uh, a night game Saturday evening on the horizon? Yeah, I mean, we talked about it after the the win on Saturday that we can enjoy it on the plane ride, we can enjoy it on Sunday, but then once we get to the facility on Monday, then it's time to focus on Western Illinois. And I think we have a team that is really focused on that, really bought into hitting the weight room early in the week, um, getting our film study in, getting all the practices we need. Um, and uh, we're super excited to get uh, into Washington Grizzly this weekend, have all the fans there, and it's going to be a great environment, and it's going to be a great game. But we got a we got a tall task ahead of us and got to prepare for Western Illinois like it's any other team because this is Division One college football, and every Saturday is – is a, uh, it's a tough win, so got to prepare the same way. And Western Illinois comes in here off a pretty good performance against Paul Ball State. Pat, final one for me is just about how many times maybe in the last year and a half that you and the rest of your teammates have thought about and talked about what it was going to be like to run out of the tunnel uh, to a packed house at Washington Grizzly Stadium to feel the emotion of a night game. I mean, this this game has been on the calendar for quite a while, knowing that this was going to be the first time that you go back in front of Grizz Nation, and then you add the fact of all of the hype after this Washington game as well. How excited are you? How much have you guys talked about in the locker room of just feeling that energy inside Washington Grizzly Stadium Saturday? Oh, I mean, everyone is fired up. Uh, there's no there's no other feeling like running out of that tunnel, seeing 27,000 fans on their feet yelling um, for the Montana Grizzlies. There's no better feeling than that. Uh, guys are excited. Uh, guys are enthused to go out there and play in front of the fans, the, the diehard Montana fans that come every Saturday for the Grizzlies. Um, <clears throat> like I said, it's a dream come true to run out of the tunnel. Um, but that puts more expectation on us, and we have to prepare as such and get in the film room, hit the practice, hit the weight room, and we'll be ready for this uh, this Saturday, and we'll perform for our fans out there. So everyone is super excited for it. Well, Pat, we thank you very much. We are up against it, so we got to get you out of here. But thanks so much. Good luck on Saturday. It's Nuanas. Now we'll see you tomorrow, 1029 ESPN. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get com- Commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.